Hello. Hello. Welcome to TBA, the podcast about new experiences and ever-expanding comfort zones. The other day, Nick, you were just like, we should come up with some kind of new podcast to do. And then I, Andrew, was like, what about a podcast? Blah, 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 blah. And then I came up with the idea and you were like, let's do it. And yeah. Here we are the other, the next day uh, or two days from then just doing it. Both of us are good friends. I would say, yeah. oh, I was going <laughs> to say best friends. Now I'm on a huge Aww. limb right now and I'm going to fall kidding. off of that limb and face plant on the ground alone. I'm kidding. <laughs> But anyway, we're really good friends, and we've you, been. You friends were on since... the turnbuckle, and you missed your spot. I I did, and I I crashed. So yeah, it we we've known each other since college, and uh, and we're nineteen now, so we're still in college, and we still just met each other. Um, oh, what, what, what? It would really be nice if I was still nineteen. But I'm twenty nine. <laughs> I'm 28, but next month I'll be 29. Happy birthday early. Um, so when yeah. you get 30, I'm gonna start crying. Just all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My hope is that by 30, which is in a year, that I'm so psyched, uh, or so over my twenties and so like so over being afraid of turning 30 that I'll just be like, yeah, woo! I'm not quite there yet, but I'm getting there. Age 29 actually helped me get there. So don't, don't despair too much. Cause I, a year ago, I might even talk to you about it a year ago. I was like pre-crying, like, I don't want to be 30. And it, it started getting better right in time, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cause I was like, what am I going to do? I can't stop this train. Speaking <laughs> of trains and uh, mixed metaphors and turnbuckles and whatever else we talked about. So, yeah. Um, anyway, we've known each other for a long time and we both, I was, I was thinking about this, the kind of logic in my head for why it would be a fun podcast is that we've known each other for a long time and we share a lot of interests, but mm-hmm. we also have a lot of interests or things we're fans of that the other person doesn't know anything about or doesn't really care about. So I thought it would be cool. And it's cool to introduce, you know, uh, be introduced or introduce someone to things that they aren't really, you know, used to mm-hmm. or, or, and kind of like, I think we generally tend to go for the things we're both into because it's easier to have that in common and we have a lot of things in common, but this is an opportunity for us to basically bring something from our lives that we really love. It could be, I think it can be anything basically. Are you down for that? Yeah. I think, um, I think first starting out, it's a good idea to maybe exchange things that, uh, each other like we have interest with but i think because i think we do have a lot in common i think obviously when going forward it'd be better to like to try something that we we both have have never had interest in or we both have known nothing about oh oh that's a different Just an idea the only reason i say that is because um <laughs> how much stuff that we each like that the other person doesn't just like you said we do have a lot in common um, well, I do think that there's, I- I'm going to say, if not, I th- just cut whatever I said out of the, in the uh, <laughs> editing process. Well, I'm really interested in what you're saying. Uh, and I guess it's a good thing that we haven't, uh, come up with a name for the podcast yet yeah. because we probably lock ourselves in. It was more honestly, specific. 
it was just a thought and I'm I'm glad that we're talking about this on the podcast and not when we're coming brainstorming to do That's a podcast. That's the only way I know how to <laughs> apparently talk about this stuff is mid podcast. Yeah. Um but no, I think here's this is this is our first episode and I think it's a good time to uh talk about what we want the podcast to be and ideas we have about it. So I think it's very fitting. After this episode though, Never again. <laughs> we can't can't ever bring up anything meta. But no, um, I'm totally not shooting that idea down. It just caught me by surprise. Um, I yeah, it was just a thought I had that um, I really I, like it because yeah, I, I probably should have told you off <laughs> the podcast. But like you know, well, if you had told me off the podcast, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have been as uh, awkward about it, and I would have been like, "Oh, it sounds cool." But instead, I had to like recalibrate. But uh, no, it's totally fine. Here's the thing. I think it's a great idea. I do think that long term, yes, I think that, that was, yeah, that's what if we just, what, I was thinking what if we just term. try to go until basically the podcast could evolve just an idea mm-hmm. where we could, we could basically plumb the depths of our interests that the other person either doesn't care about yet or doesn't know about that we know either one, you know, um, and and stuff yeah, that the that other works. person just hasn't <laughs> checked out. And then if we start to run out, <laughs> we could uh, we could start pivoting and being like, all right, now let's some things that neither of us, what if, what if okay, here's an idea. What if the next step after that, so for the, here's my three phase uh, cinematic universe plan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, listeners, we the main thing we have in common is m- we love media and movies and we love Marvel. So yeah. we're going to probably make a lot of references to that and then chuckle at each other. Cause that's the thing that we have in common the most. Yeah. We like a lot of things, but the same things, but that's, that's a big one. Um, so here's the idea. Three, three phases. Phase one, we find as much stuff as we can that we like that we've never shown the other person. Mm-hmm. And that we, as far as we know, they don't know or aren't into second phase. We try to think of things that, one of us has always wanted to check out, but never got around to it. And then we both check it out. And then when we run out of that, the third phase could just be, we start getting blindsided. We just blindly go into things that neither of us has ever heard yeah. of or been done. <laughs> <laughs> we like, we'll Google stuff. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. it's like, let's try noodling. Whoa. You know what noodling is? Are, are you making it up or is it real? No, it, it's a real thing. It's basically where I, is it I catfishing. Yeah, yeah. Not not the internet scam. It's um, <laughs> it's uh, where basically yeah, you go into a pond and you put your whole forearm down in the water, and the catfish thinks it's like a noodle or a worm, and then it grabs your arm, and then you catch a catfish. According to the internet, it looks like it's now illegal. Oh, it is. I know. <laughs> Wait, idea. let me check. Uh, is, why is catfish noodling illegal? Fishing for catfish with bare hands. Uh, it's just this. It's in some states because of the concerns of the safety of noodlers, which is a hilarious phrase, <laughs> and the sustainability of fish populations. That's really funny. Uh, I love that. Well, there you go. I learned Easy something too. new already, and we're, this isn't even what we're going to talk <laughs> about. But I just learned something new, so that's exciting. <laughs> this is being recorded in twenty twenty one. For those in the future and 2020 as you know from the history books was a year of insanity and viruses and 
craziness. And like for like a month, there was like UFOs <laughs> and that just got swept under the rug. The government released a bunch of UFO footage and we're like, hey, look, we've never revealed this. And everyone was I like, whoa, also that. we're distracted by this more important thing. <laughs> yeah, this whole year was pretty much taken over by COVID and Trump. Yeah. And and uh, we're entering a new year. Trump still is a person, but he's not in office. And COVID is still a virus. And yeah, that sucks. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Hopefully by the time... Um, Wouldn't it be incredible if by the time this yeah. came out <laughs> that it was... I'll just procrastinate on putting it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, I was going to say there's this... I listened to this episode of this podcast, another podcast uh, that I guess I'm plugging... I mean, I will. It's very good. Called Invisibilia. It's an NPR podcast. And it's basically this podcast that looks at a bunch of, it just has a bunch of interesting stories, but it's it's supposedly about like the invisible forces that shape our world. So sometimes mm -hmm. it's like emotions. Sometimes it's like uh, our perception of things. It's really good. All sorts of interesting stories. They have this one uh, person that they did a story on where he's this guy who he wanted to shake up his life and he was, he was felt like he could never meet new people. And he was like, just kind of stuck in the, you know, the day-to-day -day routine, which we know a lot about this year. Cause it's been, we've been stuck uh, inside and not going to events and stuff. Well, what he did was, this is a year or two ago. He uh, based, I don't remember his name. I have to check the episode again. Uh, maybe I'll link it in the, the podcast notes, as well as the stuff that we're going to talk about today that we showed each other. I'll link that in the description as well. So people can check it out. But he basically just started um, randomizing searches for events. He was able to search all events in his area on Facebook and mm -hmm. he randomized it. And whatever that it pulled up for him, he had to go to that event, like drive to that event and check it out. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was a white male, so it was like less dangerous than if like a, you know, like a woman or a black person just started showing up at events uninvited. So he's a little privileged, <laughs> but Hey, we're white males. We could do it. Um, <laughs> Unless but, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to think what, what, well, maybe not even just being white. It would be a dangerous thing. Like, let's just say, Oh, we're going to spend um, the night at, at um, a chemical plant or you know, something like that. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think there's Facebook events that say like chemical plant party at midnight. Uh, yet. Yet. <laughs> we're going to throw it. Um, no, but uh, or, I, mean, I don't it, know. Someone like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's an event. Hey, you like alcohol? You like, dr uh, you like guns? Let's combine you like them illegal together. Drugs? Yeah. <laughs> no guns. Huh? No, I said, I just adding illegal drugs. Oh yeah. You know, there's a, um, oh, there's a heroin party. And you like contraband? House. Um, you like uh, government secrets that we're trading? <laughs> let's, so, <laughs> uh, let's let's um let's gather a group of people and just like ambush Area Fifty One. They did that, man. Speaking of Facebook events, that's real. Um, you heard about that, right? Are you referencing that? Yeah, but I don't think they actually went through with it. They did go there. Oh, yeah. they did. Oh. I mean, they stormed it, and of course, the you know the officials, just the military, like just kept them out. Like <laughs> they didn't actually get in. Personally, um, I think there has to be some sort of government area like that, but I don't think. Uh, oh yeah, if, if there ever was, nope. If there ever, if it is, it's definitely a cover, 
And it's somewhere more a secret. That's just my thoughts on that. Process. Yeah, because Area 51 so famous. If they ever did have anything there, which they probably didn't, it's probably just what it's supposed to be, which is a private like air base yep. but, or a testing site. But if they ever did, they would have moved it a long time ago yeah, to maybe a much more secure place. Maybe they once did, but I, I highly doubt now. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I thought that was a very interesting story. Obviously, yes, of course, most people would not do that. That's why it was an interesting story. If we all did it, we'd be like, yeah, so do I every weekend. But the guy <laughs> does it and he does it pretty much every day. And he's never, the reason I brought up the white male thing was because he's never, you know, had any really dangerous situations because they're all Facebook sanctioned events. But still, my fear would be that I would you know, randomly show up at like a KKK meeting or I would randomly show up at like this party that gets out of control and yeah, people start shooting guns at me or something. Yeah, I really wouldn't want that. Like, I don't want to accidentally, well, I'm, yeah, I really wouldn't want to accidentally, like, (laughs) but I'm just saying, I wouldn't want to be in a place where I realized, oh, look at all these white guys and like, oh, it's a Nazi party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. White guys, by white, I mean white hoods. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Again, that would wait, be my if, fear. if you see a bunch of bald people, then yeah, it's not a good sign. <laughs> Again, the good news for that guy. And the reason it hasn't happened, I think, is that people don't usually advertise those events on Facebook. Uh, wow. events. We're really going <laughs> off topic here. Yeah. Well, not really at all, because <laughs> yeah. it's a guy who did new experiences. That was my point. Yeah. I just like, thought that's yeah. That's I just thought like one of them. that that guy's obviously an extreme person, but I think it's awesome and dangerous but awesome that he's had basically he's had a million amazing life experiences and met like a billion different kind of people which one is th- point one thing i would be up and going to is like a protest that's a good idea that's something i wouldn't yeah. mind attempting i agree here was my thought it was not that uh at some point in this podcast we start doing that guy's life and just every day <laughs> we go to a completely random event no matter what it is my thought was that we it would be cool in the future once we've kind of branched out and once we're out of the current restrictions that we're under uh, and there are events happening more and stuff, it would be cool to like, let's say we're like, Hey, both of us have never gone to this kind of convention or this kind of protest or this kind of, you know, like event, we just go to one. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. That would be really cool. And I think, just this podcast being about new experiences in general, we could kind of do whatever we want with it. I think yeah. that would be neat. It's like, um, ooh, ooh, I'm fully sorry. supportive, but like, uh, I would definitely go to a, like, a, um, a gay pride parade. Like I, I am. That would a straight, be a really good experience. Yeah. I am Stuff a straight that we're person. Not, like, surrounded I would like things. to, uh, I'd like to, you know, see it. I don't know. I, I honestly, I'm not, I'm, I don't understand exactly what goes on to those other than wait is it just like a regular parade and there's people in the streets i'm just not yeah i have no idea how those things work that's how we should go yeah um i love that idea dude and i think this could be like a man i when i had the idea i was just like <laughs> hey this would be like an, i'm way more interested in what you're saying now that we've talked it out on yeah. the podcast because I, I still am interested in in sharing stuff that we're interested in but mm-hmm. i think a cool thing to do would be again we can explore this we could do a lot of different things we could sometimes do some right now it's gonna have to be more limited to like oh yeah things we can do you know either in our houses or like outdoors not at like big parties or something but we could do stuff like 
checking out if you want, if you'd rather do that. I mean, I, I still like the both. idea of showing it to their stuff, but yeah. it can be, it doesn't have to be limited. No, you yeah, can also can, like uh... check out art or styles of media or shows or, or, or all sorts of things that we never would check out. Well, I, I I think maybe we can do a little bit of both. Maybe one week, like eh, we don't want to go out and do something. Let's find out a show we each like or something like that. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like super. You know, I just it can, we can mix it up. That's just that was my idea thought. I think that's fun, and I think when we actually come up with our name and like our whole concept, we should find a name that sort of encapsulates the idea of that picture that you want for the logo, which hopefully yeah. when people hear this will be the logo for our podcast yeah. of the two of our heads, like split down the middle, uh, one half, my head, one half, your head. And like us, like making really freaked out faces and our brains just exploding. <laughs> Maybe um, it should be called uh TBA to be announced just, but TBA just because we don't know what we're going to do. Oh, what if we call? Okay, here's an idea. What if we <laughs> called it TBA for TBA to be announced, but we came up with another acronym that yeah. is like a double meaning that describes us trying new things, basically? Too bad one of our names isn't T, B, or A. Ooh, oh, Andrew. Too bad, Andrew. <laughs> hmm. Trying, try, try trying. is T, which try, try. better, Andrew. <laughs> it all comes back to Andrew. Try. Let me think. Uh, what are some words? Why couldn't my name have been Barry? We need a word for like experiences. And at this point, we're transitioning into really could do this off <laughs> podcast, but I'm enjoying the discussion because I think that's that's good. But we can switch over to our other stuff. Um, but I, I like this. Something about trying new experiences, but TBA. That's a fun idea. Trying bold experiences but if only experience started with a <laughs> uh, i need a, a word for that <laughs> <laughs> bold experiences <laughs> um announcements i don't know and, yeah we're getting closer yeah <laughs> we'll figure this out people we'll figure this out but for now why don't we start our first episode first episode was we each gave each other basically homework of something in your case you gave me something to watch and i gave you something to listen to Mm -hmm. uh you gave me uh a i assume famous wrestling match wrestlemania between kurt angle and Shawn michaels yes um and then i gave you a bunch of songs from the album until this shakes apart by five iron frenzy which is one of my favorite like ska bands so yeah so uh, do you want to go first or? Me? Yeah, I'll go first. All right, let's do this. All right. So Nick I took f- notes. <laughs> I did because I definitely gave Andrew more <laughs> to do than me. I think I gave you a lot to do, but you gave me a one longer thing. Yeah. So I think it balances out. All right. Let's hear your thoughts. Yeah. First. Um, oh, oh, how many songs did you get to listen to? Was it three? Um, I listened to a few other than the three I was assigned. Oh, cool. Yeah. But um yeah the, the the band's name is uh Five Iron Frenzy and yes. um I I wasn't really familiar with them and I'll be completely honest here I wasn't looking forward to this because um Really 
it's I never heard of them before, and um, and you assume is, I have really bad taste, and you're no, like, no, 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 mm. it's not that. Just, um, <laughs> this is with me with music is um, I I really don't I don't have a specific genre I mm-hmm. love listening to. It's more like oh, if I like that song, I like it, and that's like it doesn't even have to be the band's whole album. I love I just like mm. one particular song. I'm just weird. I'm like uh, some people are like that. I, yeah. I'm more of a. I'm sometimes like that, but I'm often like, I, I've always been more like if I, I love finding a whole album that I love. And once I love it, I tend to like the whole album pretty much, uh, which isn't the case for this album, which is their latest album. I've listened to them since I was a kid. Um, they're since pretty much their first album, which is called Upbeats and Beatdowns. But there are definitely, I've gone through a phase the last couple of years until recently where I listened to this album and some other new albums. I've gone through a phase where I'm more like that, where I would like listen to like one song from a band and be like, Oh, I like this song, no matter what genre it was basically. So go on. I cut you off. Yeah. That's all right. No. Um, yeah. Because I wasn't very familiar with the were. Another thing that kind of turned me off was um, I am not a fan of the band uh, five finger death punch. Oh. Which I was kind of confusing them at the time. Ah, uh, cause it has a five. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's like, not, I just, I kind of forgot that that was the band I wasn't enjoying. Mm. So I figured, Oh, okay. It's like, but I'm going <laughs> to keep an open mind. Um, first thoughts where, uh, I listened to him blind. Well, yeah, you can't, that's weird. That's <laughs> you weird. blindfolded yourself. Yes. And it didn't make much of a difference. Like I listened to the three songs I was assigned. Um, yeah. Well, uh wild supplies last mm-hmm. Hur- i can never say this one right Hur- oh oh wait which one is that is an h now I'm, I'm blanking on it i'm gonna pull up the uh the listings uh, of the songs it's, it's the spanish word for orphan oh 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 uh, that's the last one i don't know how to pronounce it either to be honest i'll, I'll look up the pronunciation so we can actually say it for um I- i'm sorry to uh i'm just gonna say orphan because oh it's that's... uh i guess it's uh Werfano. Werfano? something like that yeah i apologize <laughs> for it's hard i what's funny is all the other ones are obviously easy to pronounce and i was yeah. i like oh Horfano. Horfano. there Horfano? we go Horfano. So I didn't know how to pronounce it either. And I was like, <laughs> figure it out, Nick. Uh, and, uh, well, Spies Last, Herferno. Her and yeah. like someone I missed. No, something I missed. Yeah, like yeah. something I missed. Okay. Did you, I'm curious real quick. Did you listen to it in the order that I sent you or a different order? No, the order you sent me. Nice. Just, yeah. just curious. And this is my honest first thoughts. Uh, not my type of music. I like ska, but my favorite band of ska is Streetlight Manifesto and Real Big Fish. I really, when I, it's so funny, I, I thought Nick might just really like this because some Five Iron songs, I guess maybe not some of these ones, but some Five Iron songs sound a ton like Streetlight Manifesto, but I didn't purposefully pick ones that sounded nope. exactly like them. I just figured they're in very much the same area because they're rock combined with ska so however that's fine <laughs> i am not finished all right keep going yeah sorry i have more points to point out um because this is just me this is honestly this is uh how i listen to music which is very different from other people is i usually just go by the melody 
That's this what I liked a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I don't really even pay attention to the lyrics. And I know that kind of frustrates some people because like you don't pay attention to the lyrics, but it's like I just like the catchy melody. And so the first time listening to all of them, I'm like, meh, not really impressed. But that's just the first time I listen to it. I listened to these songs over and over for a little bit. Really? Yeah, I did because I, I wanted- didn't realize I gave them to you. <laughs> I gave them to you pretty late in us doing the podcast. You gave me yours like a bunch of days ago, and I gave well, them today. So, well, it wasn't cool. like uh, it wasn't like these songs are like an hour long. It's like um, I can listen to them again because I wanted to give this a chance, and I wanted to treat this like homework. You know, I wanted to like mm-hmm. like really give my opinions on this. And then um, this is how I ranked him the first time. What I liked. Like okay. the first one I liked was like someone I missed. Then I that's gave... the one I thought would be most like what you liked. Yeah. Yeah. Then um Horofano, I'm getting butchering that. Yeah. And Wild Supplies Last. That's how I ranked the first time listening to them. Mm. And um honestly, if I if this wasn't like you asked me to listen to these for like this podcast, I wouldn't even um I would honestly never listen to these again. Yeah. But just because that's just the way I am. That's why sometimes I like a lot of songs on the radio is because I'm kind of forced to listen to them. And that's what I kind of had to do with these songs. You, you, yes, that's a very common thing. I don't think you're alone in that. Uh, I, I was talking to Isaiah about that today because my, our, uh, my brother, I was going to say our brother. Uh, and I, I think was talk- of him as a brother. Yeah. I was talking about the fact that uh, sometimes you listen to an album, especially if someone like, is like, you should check out this album. You listen to it and you go, eh, and then sometimes by accident, whether it's a radio or whether it's like I'm doing something, like in my case lately, it's been work. I kind of, that's all the music I have available. And this used to happen a lot more when we all owned CDs and listened to CDs only. Uh, you kind of, it's all you have. So you listen to it over and over and it grows on you. So I think you're pretty normal in that regard. After listening to each song over again, like I started to really like them. Nice. Yeah, and um, my order of liking him definitely changed as well. Ah. Like when I first listened to um, Wall Supplies last, it was actually my least. I think I yeah, I wrote it down. That yeah. was my least, least favorite, favorite song. I didn't really like the melody, but then mm. I started reading the lyrics and actually like, oh wow, that they I really like the meaning behind them too. Mm. Where it's uh, hiding behind your mask. That's a big thing about the song. Where it's basically like uh, um people are hiding they don't really they're not really real to one another basically and i really like that yeah and uh, it's really and it's really relevant today and then i realized uh, the songs you gave me actually came out last month january yeah 15th. yeah so it's like, okay that makes even more sense <laughs> yeah yeah they're very relevant and that's part of why i connected to the album also it's really interesting really interesting that you said that because the I was hesitant to give you that song because it doesn't have much of a melody. And it's not my favorite melodically either, but it's got great lyrics. So yeah. that's cool that that you kind of tuned in and read the lyrics and stuff. I, I really don't. I don't usually do that with a lot of songs. Mm-hmm. Like I just said. like I just kind of zone out and like, oh, I like the I like the beat of this, but like I'm mm-hmm. glad I did that. And then I listened to um Still like, what was that one? Uh, I wish uh, like I something. That's a weird title, to be honest. Like something I missed, I think. Yeah. Well, also my hand. I I have terrible handwriting, and I'm trying to ah. read my own handwriting, which is bad. 
that was my favorite that was by far my favorite melody mm, and I also i really enjoyed the, the lyrics too uh it was a mix of sadness but it had a really good upbeat tone to it so it was kind of like in the middle because the lyrics are a bit sad but i just i like the upbeat to it so it's kind of like a mix like a combination of both sides which i really enjoyed mm. and then the last one uh was um I'm going to say orphan just because I can't. Yeah, no worries. I, I don't know how to say it either. So it's all good. And um, I really like that one. And it, it, it's a good message. I like it really was a good message about um, kind of like basically loving yourself in a way. And mm-hmm. also about like, uh, don't let others put you down just because yeah. you're different. Don't like, don't like let other people say who you are, you know, like just, like I, and that's a message I can always get behind because throughout my whole life, I always thought like this has to be a certain way and like things are weird, but like who, who says that, that, uh, that's like, that's weird. You know, that's just, just because I, you don't understand something doesn't make it wrong. I totally relate. I've had the so, same thoughts, exact same thoughts. Yeah. So totally. I, uh, then I started really liking the songs and like, mm. I never, I really appreciate it. I think that's the beauty of this podcast is like, I would never give <laughs> these songs, not, not, not to say they're bad. I just, I'm yeah, sometimes your first pass, you would go, eh, yeah, like, I understand that that's with the thing you gave me. I had a very similar experience. And I'm excited <laughs> to basically say the same thing, but about yeah. something very different. So, um, <laughs> yeah it's like i I really wouldn't give these a second chance and i'm like sometimes set in my own ways and Mm. it just kind of proves in life that you should never judge a book by its cover and stuff like that and i am glad i get the i kept listening and listening to them and i really really started to like them all a lot more and actually (laughs) it made me start listening to other songs like i found another couple songs i really like listening to called uh wizard need food oh i love that song Yeah. yeah Uh, I thought God, about sending you that one. Yeah. God hates flags, which yeah. it, you can tell by the title. Whoa, but it's a good song. And, yeah. Um, they have a lot of intense lyrics when they're not being goofy. Like, yeah. Yeah. They have like wizard needs food badly is really silly. Yeah. And then that song's really intense. <laughs> and um, like, it's just, it's the beauty of this is like, um, I really just thought at first listen, oh, this is generic rock music. I could care less, but it's not, it's like, it's more than that. And, um, I'm really glad I read the lyrics. I kind of like, you know, dealt like deeper into it. And I really mm-hmm. had a fun time listening to it after, <laughs> like, I probably listened to each one of these songs at least five times. Nice. Yeah. That, and I will say as hard as it is sometimes when you don't have any connection to a band, it's so hard to like do that, mm-hmm. but I'm proud of you for forcing yourself because most people wouldn't do it. And that is the best way to get into something that you otherwise don't care about is to listen to it a bunch of times because all of a sudden, yeah, you start going like, Oh, I get it. Like, and, and, and I obviously connect to it. It's easier for me. I was thinking this is a lot like, uh, growing up watching star Wars or something. Mm-hmm. And then someone else growing up and never watching star Wars. To the person who loves Star Wars, they the person who hasn't, they're like, it's incredible. And then you watch like A New Hope with them and they're kind of sitting there kind of bored, like, uh, I don't get it. And you're like, how can you not get it? I have so much emotional connection to this. Yeah. And it usually takes people who haven't grown up with Star Wars watching through like every Star Wars movie and then being like, oh, I get it. I like it now. 
that happened with a friend of mine that I showed who we know, Sarah, that I, uh, from college that I, I showed, I watched every Star Wars movie with her. And by the end, we went and saw The Force Awakens in theaters because it had just come out and mm. she was a huge Star Wars fan. But nice. the first movie, like we, when she was watching New Hope, she was like, well, it's it's funny and uh <laughs> it's like from that other podcast it's like also you got to look at it another way too where it's like it might not appeal to some people because back then like when the first star wars came out you got to figure that was like the height of technology and you've never seen anything science fiction mm-hmm. like that to now we're we have an abundance of type of stuff all over so watching that i can see how someone might not be interested you know Mm. and also this is the beauty of this podcast too is um you get to enjoy something like it's brand new again through the eyes of someone who's never heard of this i i was experiencing that just by listening to you talk about the five iron lyrics yeah i was like yeah that's true because yeah (laughs) kind of it just it makes you um it like re-enhances your love for it in the first place, sharing that with another person. And you made me a fan, Andrew, and I have Yay. to thank you. Oh, so I'm so I, glad. I have to say I am now a fan of Five Iron Frenzy that I had to read because I, I really just heard of them today. So I forgot <laughs> the title. <laughs> I love it, dude. Uh, I have so many thoughts about it. I'm excited that it went better than I could have ever expected because I figured first time there's no way it's going to actually like he's going to get into it. I did think, even though I knew that I had a thought in my head, which is what you said initially, which is I thought he likes Streetlight Manifesto and he likes Real Big Fish and he likes Scott and Less Than Jake and Ska stuff. I forget. Do you like both Real Big Fish and Less Than Jake or no? Yeah. Oh, nice. I thought so. Okay. I, I honestly, I, I prefer Real Big Fish. That's just my opinion on it. Fair enough. Well, I was going to say you like those. And this is the same genre, but they're like, it's different. And not mm-hmm. only that, I thought you've essentially, even if it was like high school or something, you've grown up loving the, those bands. Yeah. So you have a lot more emotional connection than a random ska band. It's kind of like if someone lives in, uh, in like uh, New Hampshire or like some, let's say someone lives in like California and it's like, oh, cool. Have you ever met all these movie stars? And it's like, uh, no. The state is massive. Like, uh, uh, no, <laughs> like, or people go like, oh, wow, you live in uh, Argentina. Then you must have met this person. It's yeah. like, what? <laughs> and it's kind of like that with, with Ska. It's like, Ska is a very, almost like, it's a very like, almost like a uh, cult genre because it was huge for a very brief period of time. And all those bands became famous. Mm-hmm. And then like now it's like there aren't really a ton of new people getting into it since then. It's mostly the hardcore fans who love it from growing up. And that's how I am with my bands and you are with your bands. Is you still yeah. would go to their shows and still like them. But it's not like they're mainstream like they were when they came out. It's um, like um, yeah. a lot of people don't remember that Gwen Stefani started off. Her band was Ska. I know. Yeah, that's yeah. And then it sort of she went pop as the tastes changed and she changed, yeah. but it started out like with a lot of voice. ska beats and it's a lot of ska like songs, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad that you got into it. Now that you appreciate and like <laughs> five iron, I have so many other songs to recommend. I figured nice. I would pick the new album. And here's the funny thing, dude, 
I picked the new album because I've been listening to it over and over at work and I really love the lyrics. I also, like you, when I first listened through all the songs, I went, seems okay because the melodies didn't really grab me. Now I like some of the melodies a lot, but the lyrics are really what got me hooked into it. Yeah. But I will say there's some older Five Iron songs that um, I, I'm just curious, even if we don't do a follow-up on the podcast, just in life, I'm curious if <laughs> what you what songs you end up liking and not liking from their older albums because yeah. uh, there's like a treasure once, trove if you um, end up liking them. <laughs> yeah. Once COVID hopefully done and bands start, I would love to see a con- uh, this concert with you. 100%. I was so sad this past year. It was pre-COVID, or not past year, uh, 2019. The very end of 2019 was October, my birthday. They were having a concert um, in New York that was going to be this huge concert in New York City. And I was making plans to go, and it was on my birthday. And I was so, or no, it was the night before my birthday. I was so psyched. And then um, a big family event got rescheduled uh, on to that the day after on my actual birthday. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to go to New York city that night and somehow get back the next morning. Yeah. Event. And I had to cancel and I was so sad. I have seen them live before oh, nice. um, at a festival and it was amazing. Um, but yeah, in the future we'll have to go. I mean, you took me um, to a ska show and I hadn't really listened to e- any of those bands except for like their top singles. Mm-hmm. And it made me appreciate them more too, because yeah. I think sometimes you, when you go to a concert, like you really get hit with all the, the band's personality and, and all their, their, their style and their songs and everything. And it makes you like them even more. So yeah. I remember that, that good. Uh, day bowling for soup stole a show. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely i don't think they're ska but they were there was a good show (laughs) yeah uh i feel like yeah they're kind of like ska adjacent but it's Mm -hmm. more like punk and power pop and stuff like that mixed in with it i love uh one of my just a side note to that concert was uh (laughs) they sang the song stacy's mom but they joked we don't even play that song but everybody thinks we do but we're gonna play it anyway (laughs) <laughs> yeah Which is I, hilarious but it's true because they didn't write it they don't perform it but they performed <laughs> it for the crowd <laughs> that's amazing yeah i i remember them they were funny they were really funny all those bands were uh were funnier than i expected which mm-hmm. was cool uh and, and five iron frenzy by the way if you see them live very funny they have great sense of humor reese roper who's the lead singer that album i showed you it is a really good album but it's all kind of more serious songs because mm-hmm. it came out a month ago and it's been a crazy yeah, year. And I could definitely a lot of tell. Very intense messages about what's going on now. But uh, their it, older stuff, all their other albums, they have a mixture of really funny, ridiculous songs and really serious songs. So it's it's funny because when I was first listening to it, and then after I Google them because I'm like, uh, wow, this is amazing. I wonder when they wrote this song because it's so relevant today. <laughs> and then when I realized, oh, it is that's because it is super relevant because they wrote it super relevant today. <laughs> yeah, but I actually had the same thing because I didn't know when it came out. I knew it came out this year, but I thought it was like early this year. Turns yeah. out it's three weeks ago. So <laughs> Yeah, n- n- like not even a full month yet, to be honest. That's just <laughs> hilarious to me. Yeah, it, it, it when you once you know that, it makes a lot of sense because yeah. it's like, oh... 
Yeah, I mean, one thing that, um, oh, I wanted to, I want to switch. Um, I mean, you know, we can, we can switch over to, to me talking about what you shared because I'm excited to talk about that. But uh, <laughs> what's funny is, I mean, it's not, the thing that happened was really scary when it happened, but uh, what's funny is one of the songs, I don't know if you remember which one it was. Um, uh, let me think here. I don't, know if, I don't know if it's one of the ones you heard. I'm going to figure out which one this is. Uh, well, he mentions, oh, it's Renegades. Did you ever get a chance to listen to that one? Um, I did not listen to the whole thing because there's one of the songs. I just I was kind of mixing around with some of the songs. So yeah, you were checking out a couple different ones. But um, well, I, yeah, I think the, I listened to a little bit of it, but not the whole thing. The crazy thing about it is that it's this song. Obviously, it's about the tension that was happening like a month ago with the election and every and all this political tension and people like wanting to riot and stuff like this. But the crazy thing is the the song basically it's written before the Capitol was stormed. It basically predicts it like it basically like uh, doesn't say exactly, but it just basically sings about a scenario that ended up happening because they were just predicting with all this unrest, something's going to happen where people are going to storm the Capitol. So in that song, they have some lyrics like, um, let me see. Uh, renegades will be tearing down your barricades. Renegades, hear the riots from your motorcades. Renegades, huddled masses storm your palisades. Renegades, make your fortune while daylight fades. And they say, uh, uh, where's the where's the part I'm thinking of? Oh, yes. Uh, yes, your capital, it swarms with cannibals. When some other people's kids are shot, they chalk it up as afterthought. They load their guns and reminisce and tell us it's just business. Uh, it's very intense song. All the, all the whole album is, like I said, we talked about it's it's very relevant to today. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited that you liked it. I'm very I loved hearing your journey because I think that's very cool that I have had that same experience with many things, but I never followed up. I just heard mm -hmm. stuff and someone else was like, I love this. It's so you know important to me. And I listened and I was like, not for me. Yeah. And then you just, because there's so much stuff that you could be listening to or watching or whatever. Um, and it's really cool that you went over it. And I think you described pretty well that album. Uh, some other Five Iron stuff, you might like the melody a lot. Hopefully you do. But like, but like that album is very much like you pass it over once you go, it's not that catchy. Then you start listening and you start reading the lyrics and you start realizing it's a lot deeper than you didn't even notice when you first same with me when i listened to the songs all the way through i didn't really notice any of that stuff the first time i just was like eh, it's okay yeah so. and that's uh that's how i listen to most music and like i think i still do today because i don't really truly listen to the lyrics unless it's um wop where it's pretty obvious what the song is <laughs> talking about <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you can't ignore the lyrics because yeah. they're saying them over and over very explicitly. Or if it's like songs like um, Anaconda, where it's like, <laughs> come on, it's like so, you're really not you're not you're really not hiding the double meaning too well here. So mostly songs uh, featuring Nicki Minaj is what you're saying. Yeah. No, no, no uh, Nicki Minaj didn't do WAP. Uh, oh, it was it was Cardi, Cardi B, B Megan, and Thee Stallion, Megan Thee Stallion and yeah. Nicki Minaj features on it. Oh, she was in it. Oh, Fun I didn't know. <laughs> but she's not the main person. She just does a verse on yeah. it, I think. 
I don't know why I know so much about that song. Uh, <laughs> I really appreciated that you gave me the old plot twist with that because <laughs> I could tell you knew as soon as you said the first part that I was going to go like, oh, I'm sorry you didn't like it. And you're like, but I'm not done. Yeah. <laughs> it well, was it's, good. It's funny. I, th- I think uh, I could definitely tell you were like, oh, he's, you were disappointed. Like, yeah, I like <laughs> it. But like, no, I... um. I wanted to say that at first, which was the truth, which uh, I didn't really like it at first, but then I had to really like listen to it and like appreciate it. And sometimes you have to do that. Like I almost think it's the hardest with music. Mm -hmm. Like you have to do it a lot with music. I definitely think so. And it can be that with movies sometimes because uh, I've had that experience with quite a few. Like I did not like um, um Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, the first viewing. It took me like a second viewing to actually like, this is actually a fantastic movie. Agree. Yeah. I think it definitely can happen with movies, but I think music is so emotional and personal, just like a good movie can be, that it sometimes takes listening, if you don't connect with it immediately, then, because sometimes, you know, you do, something just catches you and you're like, I love this song right away. But yeah. other times you have to listen to it like a bunch of times to get it. Whereas a movie, you maybe just have to rewatch it one time. Yeah. And then, yeah. So. And sometimes listening it too, too much makes you sick of it. Now, when it comes to wrestling, I'm going to segue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I could have I could have talked about wrestling with the song until you really appreciate it. But no, I'm just going straight in wrestling. Um, wrestling. What you had me watch was a match, a WWE match, Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels. Yep, WrestleMania give... 21. Yes. Okay. Uh, what year was it, by the way? Um, I forget, but it's been quite a while because I believe uh, the upcoming WrestleMania is like 27. Yeah, and this is uh, 2005 was when this was. All right, so yeah, 37. Yeah, that's the uh, that's ah. coming up. WrestleMania 37 is coming up in April. That makes more sense than 27. That, okay. That's so bizarre to me because it felt like just yesterday. I remember seeing this match. Well, like live. Here we, here we go. So here is my experience with this match. A little bit of background for the listener, because Nick, you have been a fan of wrestling the whole time that i've known you and before then when did you first get into wrestling um i would say about 2003 i had a friend at the time who was big into wrestling and at first i really didn't like it but then i kept started watching it more and more and like i still really liking it yeah and this um and that's when wrestlemania 20 came around when i started like kind of liking it and then by 21 i was a full-blown fan mm-hmm. fun fact so I, um, I have the, uh, we, we kind of went two different ways. We took, took two different paths from the same, diverging from the same road because I probably around the same time, actually even younger, uh, in the late nineties, early two thousands, when I was basically just a kid, I had, I still have them, but I would hang out all the time with my two cousins at the time. Uh, now they have a younger brother, but my two cousins, Seth and Nathan, we would hang out at their house all the time when we were younger. They were huge WWE fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, big, big fans. 
Um, so I think, um, let me think. When would that that uh, name change happen? Yeah, 2002. So this was oh, prime WWF. Federation. This was this was during WWF time primarily. That I my uh, cousins were super into it. They had toys of all the wrestlers. They had they watched all the videos they the, of matches. They had like best ofs, you know, of different wrestlers of like the Undertaker and stuff like that. I always was intrigued by the undertaker cause he was so like fantastical and they had all the video games that would come out, you know, that still come out today. Yeah. Um, the franchise. And so we would play the games with them. There would be matches on, we played with the toys. I, because of them was into it kind of <laughs> never watched a match live, but I would watch whatever they watched and mm-hmm. play the games and like them a lot and uh they were we were just kind of into it because they were and then i grew up and stopped hanging out with them as much and stopped when we did hang out with them we were doing other stuff Mm -hmm. so i just kind of stopped following or caring about wrestling yeah uh and we diverged because i was exposed to maybe as much of it as you and at a younger age but as soon as I wasn't watching it with them, I just was like, Oh, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I just forgot about it. Um, because I think if my family had been into it, I could have gotten as into it as you have, but because they, when I would go home and stop hanging out with them, there was no wrestling. So I didn't care. Um, but I always, yeah, I was always into the undertaker. That was the only real, I knew the names of some of the other wrestlers at the time, but I didn't really care about anyone else. Actually, oh, you know who else I cared about as a kid? And I loved playing him in the video game. Do you have any guesses? If I liked The Undertaker and I liked the video games at the time, and this is like, you know, um, I'd say, you know, it's somewhere between like um, 1996 or seven. Yeah, probably. And then, and then like, into like the early 2000s what do you think who do you think i'd like um just top of my head i'm gonna say stone cold steve austin good guess i knew him but i liked kane kane (laughs) kane because he had like the you know the persona yeah and especially in the video game he didn't even look like a real person because he's you know He's a low poly, like low res video game character from the late nineties. And (laughs) he's got his, like, you know, you know, um, red and black and stuff like that. I just thought he was like an alien. So I loved him. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. And, um, that was my, he is, uh, it's, he's like, I've heard, well, I've never met him, but I've heard so many things where he's like the complete opposite of his character. He's like the nicest guy in the world. And he's also one of the safest workers because I don't oh, really nice. think he's ever had like a big injury before, which <clears throat> unfortunately in this type of sport, it's very common to get hurt a lot. And he's just one of the, like the, he's like a type of guy where like, um, you, you know he's got you, basically, where he wow. works safe and he can protect you because it's all about um, working with the other person because you got to make the other person kind of look good at the same time. And also, you got to trust them, too, because um, when they're doing like a, like a move where they're flying at you, they technically they have to catch you simultaneously, yeah. making it look like they're hurting you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, is he still wrestling 
<laughs> it's Returning? funny. Yes, yes, and no. It's because, um, if anything, he is a very rarely part timer because um, mm. his real name is Glenn Jacobs, and he's actually the mayor. And I'm not. Don't quote me. He got elected the mayor of like Tennessee or something like that. It looks like. Uh, yes, Tennessee. Oh yeah, he's like yeah, he's now the mayor. Wow, like, um, it's an Arnold sort of move. Yeah, he <laughs> actually um he did sort of wrestle this. This thing was Sunday. The, it was the Royal Rumble, which mm-hmm. is like um that's when a lot of legends make cameo appearances because the Royal Rumble match is a thirty man over the top rope match, and you get thirty people, so you get quite a mm-hmm. bit of people. So you can have a basically it's like uh it's like. It's almost like watching a Marvel movie and seeing a cameo because they're in it for 30 seconds and then they get eliminated. But it's just like a nice, oh, my God, it's them, even though, you know, for a fact, they won't win. Random question before I get into my experience. (laughs) Random question. Yeah. Have you ever seen either the movies See No Evil or See No Evil 2? Um, Heard of them, never seen them. Just a funny thing because I just Googled it because he's in... um, both yeah, of them. The, yeah. It's they actually he's funny. Um uh the first one, they actually kind of made it a little bit of a skit from wrestling, kind of mm. tied in a bit. And the second one was like, I guess because the first one didn't do well in theaters, but it was kind of like a cult classic. That's why they made a sequel. What's funny is again, you know me, I don't always go as rotten tomatoes as gospel but if everyone seems to agree something's bad or good i give it a little bit of credibility Mm -hmm. um but funny thing is that the first movie has nine percent on rotten tomatoes aggregate (laughs) store the second movie has 60 percent really a lot better than nine percent because um so i thought that was interesting yeah well (laughs) i i've i never seen it but i heard it did like have a cult following the very first yeah. one. That's why it got a sequel, but I haven't seen either one. Just an interesting little thing that I thought was, uh, was a fun fact, but let's move into my experience. Yeah. Because it's funny. Match. They make him look creepier than he actually is. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> they're really heightening it. Yeah. Because um, um, yeah. I kind of feel bad for him. Well, I got to paying him a lot of money to do it, but like they made him like bald for like at least 10 years. And like, he has he can grow hair so it's like that's gotta uh, as someone who has hair it's like if sure. you're gonna i wouldn't want to be bald all the time you know <laughs> yeah if it's not your choice yeah. yeah um some people like it but obviously yeah. if it's contractual that's kind of weird you might yeah, because, be like eh. yeah because um i believe this is so and wrestling fans will like hate me for this but uh when he <laughs> first had the mask on he had very long hair now i think mm-hmm. that was his real hair and he's put on the mask since then later on in his career, but that was clearly a wig. Mm. It was just like the add to this mask character because he had long hair and a mask. Yeah. Yeah. He always had like the kind of stringy long hair, black hair flowing down from the mask. So I assume he like put on a wig for that or something. <laughs> yeah. Like and, uh, he's a very, he really is an enjoyable wrestler. And it's like, they made him like a monster and they made him like a comedy bit. Like one of the, my favorite things he's done was a few years ago. Uh, he was in a tag team with this one, one of my all time favorite wrestlers. His name's Daniel Bryan. It was called team hell. No. And it, it, there was such a good team. And also they made it wicked funny because uh, 
the, the reason it became a tag team is like they were both forced to go in anger management. And mm-hmm. that's part of the fun of wrestling is uh, sometimes you don't even need to watch the match. They have little, they have like, uh, they have like um, shows. Like um, you'll say, especially in glow, they did an episode where if they had three matches total and the rest was like little stories is that's part of the fun. You get to see these little crazy stories you would never see anywhere else. And yeah, it's soap opera. And I know it's like, like that, but <laughs> I, I enjoy it. And I think it's fun to watch. And like, um, they would go through like anger management classes and like they would fight each other and they were forced to hug it out by their therapist. It was just fun to watch. All right. Here's my first impression of Sorry. the match. <laughs> no, it's okay. I just, I just, I'm excited to get to this. My first impression of the match the first thing that was tough for me was, and a little history, a little tiny bit more history that was you it, know and it, I know, but for the was listener. it all ground? Is that the thing? No, no, no. Listen, listen. Uh, yeah. The history for the for the for the audience is that Nick has actually taken me to a pro wrestling event. It was not WWE. It's NXT. Uh, it, which that is, is WWE. I know, but is I yeah. mean, I thought if I just said WWE, wouldn't you say NXT is a different brand, kind of in a, in WWE? It's um yes and no. It, it's. They say it's like the development field where it's like these guys training to be on the main roster. But at this point, it's I think it's more enjoyable than the main roster. And these yeah. guys to me are I think are stars. So I don't that's really- that's why yeah. I don't think I'm not saying it's worse. I'm saying I think it's different because I think it's I think it's cooler in a weird yeah. way. Like it's almost like the indie music of of uh, of WWE. Like yeah. WWE is the big mainstream show that everyone watches, and then NXT is like yeah, like more experimental or something. But I really loved the show. That was my first time ever doing an event, and I was like, "This is cool. I get it. The live experience." But I got home, and I still could never bring myself to watch a whole match. Yeah, and there's a lot of reasons why. But my my issue with the start of this match was. The two people, when I first watched, saw them, I was like, as I said, I was drawn to the more fantastical people. Even when you showed me some other stuff that was like, I forget that, was it AEW? No, I think it was like some other indie wrestling thing where they had those weird, goofy characters that were kind of like meta and strange. Like there was that guy who had his hands in his pockets the whole time. Oh, that's AEW. Yeah, I love that too. Yeah, that's, um, that's he's a very, very popular wrestler, um, Orange yeah. Cassidy. I loved, yeah, I loved him. I loved all the people that we saw at AEW show or NXT show. I loved it. But when I saw Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels, I just see two bald or balding <laughs> middle-aged guys. No offense. Don't take offense at this. I, this is what I see. Not being connected to the, to the, to the characters of the history. I just see two guys and, and Shawn Michaels kind of looks like he's, you know, his hair's a little stringy. Yeah. Uh, and, and I just go, uh, I'm not too interested, <laughs> but that's not the end of the story. Like your story. Then I really appreciated that they do the tale of the tape, like recap of, of what's happened. It's like the recap of kind of what's happened in the past. Why does this match matter? Mm-hmm. I like how they really, Honestly, I was impressed through the whole thing for it being early 2000s. The production and the way they showed everything was really well done. Um, Like how they would even during the match, they would have the instant replay show like pop up in the side of it and be like talking about what happened. And like and literally they'd say at some points like this is what led to him having this issue right here. Oh, yeah. 
And I liked that a lot. So I immediately was a little more interested because even though I was like, I don't look like I'm going to be too interested in these guys, how are they going to be very interesting? But then I watched the buildup that they talk about of why, which you had told me a little before about how, how Kurt Angle is like an Olympian gold medalist. And he was like, his whole thing was, he was like, I'm the best wrestler ever. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, you suck. And he's like, no, no, I'm the best. And then, uh, and then, you know, he goes and Shawn Michaels like, yeah, you're good, but it offends me that you would say you're the best and I'm going to prove you wrong. And yeah. And I started to understand the story a little, which helped me not be completely bored. And then when I got (laughs) in, (laughs) here's the change. When I watched the first segment which is you know the first probably like the first five or six minutes is the build-up and then they start walking in from their corners and their intro music and stuff okay that's pretty hype then from like seven minutes to i'm gonna say honestly from seven minutes to maybe like 12 minutes i was like drifting in and out of either being like uh having anxiety uh for the ref like being not feeling like he was going to be able to realistically pull off calling these choreographed moves because he'd be like counting like one two three i'm like he's gonna run out he has to count slower like they're not getting out of it it's not believable i was like anxious for him (laughs) that i'm like he's not gonna convince me i don't know why that was just my like brain was having that cognitive dissonance where i know like this is staged but also I'm supposed to suspend my disbelief and buy into. So half of me was trying to suspend my disbelief and buy into the story. Like it's really happening. Mm-hmm. And half of me was trying to kind of think about, Oh, this is what the ref is trying to think. Like he's trying to time this. So it realistically looks like there's a reason he has to pull him off of him before he can get the pin like 10 minutes in. Cause you don't want the pin to happen. Like, and then him to be over in like five minutes or something. Yeah. The, um, it's very like a lot of people realize like, the ref, is actually a very hard job to do because they have a microphone. It seems like their, it. They have a thing in their ear of them telling them stuff that needs to go on. Also, they have to really check if one of them did get injured too. Mm, legitimately, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was really, in the first part, I, it was ground stuff. It was also a lot of just holds and not much going on at the beginning yeah, that was um that and i have to admit that can be boring but that's also a little part of the story because mm-hmm. kurt angle he's more of a ground guy and that was part of the story because it was like Shawn michaels was telling kurt angle i can do this too even though he's more of a high flyer i did pick up on it a little because the, i actually another thing i really liked i've always thought they were funny and i always thought it's hilarious how the commentators and they're very famous commentators yeah right? those guys like i don't know their names but i've heard them every uh, Jim, match i've watched pretty yeah. much jim ross and jerry the king lawler and jerry the king lawler I've heard their names yeah yeah he's m- a little more famous i would say because um mm-hmm. he had the big stunt with um with um uh andy oh Kaufman. he's the guy with with um um andy um kaufman yeah, yeah 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 i know him from the movie man on the moon and from yeah. watching the official the actual stuff um Oh my God! I didn't realize yeah, he, he was played one himself. Of the yeah, and he yeah he had that whole real life altercation with Andy Kaufman, even though it was later he admitted that was just a work the whole time. Wow! I I did not realize that was him. That's really cool and interesting. So um so I really liked their commentating, and I was just impressed because I was like, they are not only treating it like a completely un like 
choreographed match, like just two guys trying to kill each other in the ring. <laughs> they really do a lot of things, just like the ref does. They make it exciting. They tell you why to care. Like they tell you what just happened, even though you saw it, them talk. It's almost like this is going to sound weird. And maybe this will make sense to you. It's almost like they're gaslighting you. Like they're trying to, yeah. you saw something that wasn't, that didn't happen. Like, like he, he like, you know, uh, grabbed him by the ankle and got him in an ankle hold. And then he's saying he's going to break his ankle. His ankle could snap at any minute. Yeah. And your brain's like, probably not. I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is safe. Like it's supposed to be safe and blah, blah, blah. But then your brain starts hearing his ankle could break at any minute. And you start going like, you start caring more about him getting out of the hole. Yeah. And I got to tell you, Nick, I'm not just saying this because you <laughs> surprisingly liked my, uh, my music. I sent you, I started getting into it yeah. a lot. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure I hope you're excited about that. Well, like, um, I was excited. Yeah. They're like hype men too. They, they got, that's part of it because unfortunately the audience in the show, the crowd, they can't hear them. Only the people watching can right, hear them. Right. So they, Plus, if it's live, it's a whole different animal. It really is. It's like a whole mm. different experience. But th that's their kind of job. Is they they want to hype it up for the people watching at home. Mm. So yeah, I I really liked that. And about I'm gonna say, here's where I got interested, and this is partially because of um, the nature of the type. I think I like the Shawn Michaels high flyer stuff better. Yeah. It's just more showmany. It's, it's more fantastical. It's less like technical. Um, so that's what I've always gravitated to. Like I really loved, um, who was it at, at NXT that was like a high flyer? Um, Oh, there was a couple of them. The person, Velveteen Dream. Oh yeah, Velveteen Dream. Was very acrobatic and had a lot of style and charisma. And I really liked him. Um, but, and I liked, some of the other ones were, were more kind of like doing like acrobatic stuff. So that's mutually what I tend to like. But I will say, part of it, I think, was me deciding I'm going to try to suspend my disbelief and care about it because right now all i'm thinking about is how this looks staged and that punch <laughs> didn't feel like real enough and he stomped the ground when he punched him you know and stuff like that um another thing a lot of people don't know is um they don't they rehearse some stuff but usually um when they talk about match it takes five minutes the rest mm. it, it they come up with it in the match that makes me way more like it because it's improvised basically yeah because that makes um, me way more into it like because they, then you really aren't sure what's going to happen. Yeah. And I could tell sometimes the audience was caught off guard. They might have, if you watched it a lot, they'd probably be like, oh, he's probably going to put him in a hemlock here. Or he's probably going to put him in a... I started learning the terms from hearing them say it over and over. Especially the... the what was that type of... Uh, uh, let me think. There was a certain kind of thing that they said over and over. Is it a hemlock or is it an armlock or what is it called? Headlock. Headlock. I heard he Hemlock, yeah. which oh. is a gun in Apex Legends, which is a game <laughs> that I play. <laughs> so I was like, oh, it's called a Hemlock. The Headlock, where they would like, I forget the name for it, but there was like, not a somersault headlock, but it was a thing where they kept angle, like turning like a right angle and like slamming him on the ground from the Headlock. Slam? Maybe. There was a term that I forget. But anyway, I, I started seeing that and like, I noticed the audience was going like, oh yeah. Some of them were like, oh, He's probably going to do that. And then later in the match, they started being like, what the hell? Like, 
there were surprising moments where everyone kind of thought one thing was going to happen and then they do a reversal and then another oh, yeah. reversal. Reversals, I love reversals in WWE. I started loving them too, especially later in the match. Well, let me not get ahead of myself. Yeah. <laughs> Here's where I started getting hooked. And I'm really happy to say that I started getting interested in hooked because I, like you, like you with, with Fire and Frenzy, I was like, I'm sad about it, but I, it's too bad because I know, you know, Nick's going to want me to be into it, but I'm not digging it. Yeah. And then I started digging it. And and it was about 13 minutes in. Here's the moment. He's uh, Shawn Michaels starts punching Kurt Angle on the ropes. They're kind of in the corner. And I will say my least favorite thing, and I don't know if I've fully gotten over it, but I started to buy it later on. The thing I always find kind of funny with wrestling matches is that there are certain moments where they kind of are improvising and I, it makes more sense. They're improvising where they're kind of drawing it out where uh, they start, like they're just trying to show they're tired and they start moving in slow motion and they'll like be like, they'll just both be standing there like, Oh yeah. And then they'll like punch. And then they're like, Oh God, I'm just going to stand here and be exhausted. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to start fighting again. And I know it like probably has to do with them one improvising two they're kind of trying to pace it because they don't want to just blow it all in the first few minutes. You have yeah, to it's, have um, steps, you know, it's definitely is improvising because uh, uh, it really, a lot of these guys could probably nonstop move for all that, all that time. But wow, it's like, it's kind of a lot. To, they even say this. It's like some guy like has amazing moves, like gymnastic wise moves. They tell him, don't do that in a match. Like, why not? It looks cool. It's like, yeah. But if you do that in every single match, it's loses its effect. Yes. You start getting desensitized and I can totally see that. Cause here's, here's the point that I'm excited to talk about, which is where I started going. Oh my God. And I never thought, even though I loved seeing the wrestling match with you, I never was like caught up in the story. I was like, wow, these guys are really physically impressive. Like I like, that's why I like the high flyers. Cause it's a more obvious brand of like, like, even if someone's never watched wrestling, they're like, wow, that's hard to do. That's cool. Yeah. You know, but the part that hooked me was about th- 14 minutes in. They're on the ropes. They're just sitting there kind of laying against each other. Nothing interesting is happening. And then all of a sudden, the refs trying to pull them apart from each other. Kurt Angle punches Shawn Michaels on the ground. And then he starts grabbing him by the leg. He gets flipped over by Shawn oh, yeah. Michaels. And then Shawn Michaels just runs at him and <laughs> they both go flipping over the the ropes and that was one of the most improvised in i haven't seen many but to me it was one of the most authentic like fluid looking double flips over the ropes in like out of the out of the uh, ring that i've seen because they really go head over heels and one of their legs Shawn michael's legs i think gets caught on one of the ropes and they kind of just slam down on the ground and the crowd goes ballistic it's just a really good they both splat on the ground and then they're both crawling trying to get up Shawn michaels gets up first and he's like oh what am i gonna do you know he's and then then the part that i did not expect he grabs the they must do this a lot but he grabs the top off of the the desk with all the announcer stuff and he rips all the microphones out (laughs) and he's like basically clearing it off so they can they can land on it probably more safely 
But that's, this is where I started being like actually hooked. And my, what was cool was my brain would flip back and forth, but which might happen to you. I want, I want to know, does this happen to you when you're watching wrestling? Does your brain sometimes flip back and forth between being actually caught up in the, where's this going to go? And then also suddenly you switch and you're like, oh, wow, I see how he did that. I like that little move that he did to kind of set that up. Like you start, you think more emotionally and then sometimes you think more technically about how they're faking it. Like, like, oh, that's a cool move. I like how you chain this move into that move. And then other times you're like, oh my God, he just pulled off that move and now what's going to happen, you know? Does um, that make sense? Yeah, sometimes because usually they have their own set of moves they always like to do. Yeah. They do them a ton, so they know how to land them perfectly. Yeah. So, but you also got to expect reversals too because it's like it's like a back and forth game, which is really awesome. Yeah, the reversals reminded me of the video game. I remember pulling out <laughs> reversals is exciting. And then I was like, it's really cool. This the the kind of that's where it got me interested because I love fighting video games, as you know. Mm-hmm. I love Super Smash Brothers and I like shooter games like Apex. I like these games where you are basically pulling off like the wrestlers do. This is where I started to connect to it. The wrestlers are pulling off basically complicated techniques that they then string into combos, basically. And, and just like in Smash Bros, I love taking like a move like, um, you know, I don't know if I'm playing like Mario or something and he has like his forward air punch and then like you can pull off like his like slide kick into the forward air spike and like spike someone off the stage. They would do that with reversals where it was this really honestly kind of acrobatic, almost dance like thing where, uh, you know, Kurt Angle will like, flip him over his head, but then he summers, then Shawn Michaels somersaults and pulls him. So now he's on top and he's hitting him. (laughs) And then you think that's it. But then there was one sequence that they did where it was like a triple reversal and it was so cool. I was, that's when I was like, I'm really into this because I loved (laughs) watching it. The lowest point for me after the, the beginning, which I thought was boring. I, it wasn't low. Like I wasn't like, this is terrible. I just, it took me out of it and I laughed was there's a moment where uh, he gets, they, they keep talking about setting up the story of his lower back and how he's got Shawn Michaels has this lower back pain. Well, yeah, because um, this yeah, actually did happen was a few mm, years oh, ago. Did he have real lower back pain? Yeah. He broke his back in real life. Yeah. He broke his back in real life. And oh. he was like basically told he's never going to wrestle again. And he took like, I think maybe a little over a year off. And then he actually came back to wrestling. Wow. Well, that's amazing and inspiring. Yeah. And Same also with Kurt Angle, he really broke his neck when he won that gold medal. Wow, dude. Well, that is the weird combination of uh, it's real and it's not real because yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's it's choreographed and it's somewhat improvised, like you said, but there is real threat of getting hurt because yeah. they're pulling off very complicated stuff that if you do it a little bit wrong, there goes your neck or there goes your back. It's like um, if you see blood, it's not fake blood. Those guys are actually bleeding. Sometimes they do do really? a technique where they cut themselves on their forehead. But if but it's they not don't use the fake fo- blood ever, no, it's usually always real. Oh my god! It's like if it's not That's on the kinda forehead, messed up if they're act- they're cutting themselves. Like it's like um, you saw the part where Kurt Angle is bleeding from his mouth, right? Yeah, I thought that, that, was, that was. I thought he had like a move where he kind of slipped underneath and like put blood on himself or something but there is a cool it looked thing. very real yeah that's real blood but he, he actually said in an interview when he did that he started to bleed 
from his lip or something. And he saw that and he said, you know what? I'm going to add to this. So he put it all on his front he mouth. smeared it. Yeah, that's what he did. It was he, very effective. Yeah, because he really was bleeding. When though. he's sitting there going like, oh, yeah, like huh. it's like, wow, this seems real. <laughs> yeah, so like usually, yeah, almost 90% of the time, if you see blood, it is actually real blood, especially nowadays, because Yikes. Uh, Vince McMahon, he doesn't want, because he's trying to deal with the PG error. He doesn't want to see blood on TV anymore. But if you do see blood, it's it's real. So if you see blood, it's more of an accident usually. Yeah. Like where Kurt Angle started bleeding and then it was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to work this into a bigger thing. Yeah. Um, like, And sometimes it's really a bad effect. because uh, There was a match a while ago where uh, Eddie Guerrero, who passed away in 2005, mm-hmm. he got hit with a chair. He did cut himself open, but he hit a vein or something in his forehead. He started bleeding all over the place. Uh, and that's not what it you was, want. That's, it was bad. That's like um, messed up levels. Like it's not yeah. like, oh, that's cool. It's like oh, it was. Awful. It was gushing because he did it too much. And oh man! But to his credit, he I think he wrestled for like another twenty minutes. Wow, crazy. Um, so the part that I that took me out of it was when uh, Kurt Angle kind of throws Shawn Michaels against the corner post, and it, it looked pretty intense. But then he lands, and then he like after landing for a second. He puts his hand up like behind his back, like, oh, like it's really delayed. And then they showed yeah. that in instant replay. And I just laughed because I was like, okay, he was improvising <laughs> and it's a little late, but he committed to it at least. He was like, that's something that I have to respect them for because this is such a physical thing and there's cameras all over the place. Mm. And so it's like, you really have to sell it and you have to commit and you can't just take it back. If you make a choice and it feels a little forced or a little fake, you can't take it back. It's kind of no. like music. It, it's a lot like musical improv. If you hit a note that kind of sounds sour, you have to commit and act like it was what you wanted to do. And sometimes people will buy it. You know, you have to own it. You can't just be like, whoops, and then stop. Cause then people will know. And I feel like they did a very good job of committing to things, even when it was like a weird choice or it didn't probably come out exactly like they intended. Mm-hmm. Like they landed in a kind of a way that didn't look as impactful as they wanted. They still sold it. And so you kind of forgot about it because you're like, oh, they really, I guess that really did hurt, you know? Yeah. Because I remember uh, two years ago uh, from that match, uh, Kurt Angle was facing wrestling Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar did a shooting star press, which is basically a backflip on the top rope. Wow. Um, He was too far back and he basically landed on his head, not even close to Kurt Angle. But what Kurt Angle did was move kind of on the ground. So it kind of looked like it hit him, but he really didn't hit him. Right. That they did that a couple times in very impressive ways. Other thing that I thought was so cool, and I don't know if it was either improvised by the ref or just or planned by the camera people or just a happy accident, but there was this great moment where there was a big punch. They had to sell a big punch where Shawn Michaels is punching Kurt Angle in the face because he has been being beaten around and being punched a lot by him. And he's he has to show his comeback at that point basically and be like I'm turning this around and the ref stepped in front of the camera and he really let loose on Kurt Angle and it might've been a happy accident, but it was perfect. You can't, from the camera angle, you couldn't see the impact and they, he let like the punch be so hard and the ref was in the way. So it looks like he's just literally like punching his, cracking his skull, you know? It could have been both because uh, part Mm -hmm. of the job of the wrestlers and the ref is they got to be aware where the cameras are. Yeah, 
Yeah, because um, it's really interesting. If you ever notice, uh, well, mostly when it's live and you're at the thing, they have to wrestle in a certain way to get camera shots. And it's a, and it's a it's a circle, you know. It's like there's cameras on all angles, and they have to know, yeah, where's the camera that's going to be watching us? Where yeah. are we in relation to it? It's very technical. Also, another trick which um, is kind of cool is uh, if you ever notice they ever like work on a body part or something, it's always on the left side because that's how they try to um, lower injury. Is like they only focus on one side of the body. Interesting. Wait, I would have thought that would have been worse because then one side of your body is really hurt. Well, they just affect one side. So, like, just in case that one part gets injured, it's not the whole body. It's just on one oh, side. Oh, they just more go for sides than you mean, like, the center or, like, yeah. the whole body. Oh, I see. I it's see. like uh, if you ever see someone attack an arm or a leg, it's the left leg or the left arm. Mm, interesting. So the, then I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up because it was a long match, but I was hooked again after like about 15 minutes. I was like, I actually am into this and I'm really excited because now I'm liking it. And I continued to kind of enjoy it more and more until the end, basically, because I started, I think, getting a sense that it was kind of closing in and, and that it was more improvised. I started to understand that it was more improvised, but also could tell that there were beats of a story that were like key moments. And I really appreciated that over 36 minutes, they had like five or six turning points where it actually like, you knew like, oh, this makes sense. This adds up because back then he slapped him at the beginning of the match. And now way later when he's doing the turnaround and being like, I'm about to lose, but then I'm giving you one last thing where it looks like Shawn Michaels is going to win. He slaps him again to prove like (laughs) I'm in this. Also loved where one of the crazy parts that was really cool was when uh, he goes on the top ropes and everybody goes like, of course he lands the first time he lands on his back. And it's like, oh, of course, now he's really screwing up his back. What is he doing? And the refs, uh, I mean, the announcers are both like, oh, why did he go for the high risk move? He knows his back's hurt. And of course he does that. But then later there's this probably the most insane part of the match to me, if I'm going to be honest. I really like the part where he's pulling him off the ropes trying to keep him oh, out yeah. of the ropes because of the 10 count and he's like no and he's pulling himself up like this he's basically yeah. doing a curl like a like a like a you know just like Urgh! yeah <laughs> like a pull-up bar and he's and he's trying to get in and then he starts elbowing him which was pretty hard hits they looked like yeah. he was really elbowing him in the head uh and then he kicks him in the taint basically <laughs> and he goes oh and he falls off and and the part that really was awesome to me because the audience and the announcers and everybody, it seemed to come out of nowhere. It was so good. It was, you probably remember the point in the fight. Uh, there's this part where he had just like, he had been pulling, trying to get back into the ring. And then he elbows Kurt Angle off and Kurt Angle falls down. And everyone's like, okay, Shawn Michaels is going to get back in the ring. And eventually Kurt Angle will either be out or he'll get back in. But then, and he, and, and Shawn Michaels just sitting there, you know, going like, he makes great pain faces, by the way. Yeah. He's going like, oh, he's, he looks, and, and then all of a sudden he kicks Kurt Angle onto the table and then everyone flips out and the, the announcers go like, oh no, no. And he like springs off the ropes. Yeah. That's, and, uh, that's my favorite part. Me too. It was so good. And, and they really, um, they really earned it because they weren't, like you said, they weren't doing those high flying things all the time. Mm-hmm. In fact, most of it, he was playing in Kurt Angle's court on the ground. And then there's only one other high-flying moment uh, in terms of going out of the ring, which is the first part with the table. 
So then you're like, you don't get it for a long time. So you kind of get lulled into a false sense of security. And then all of a sudden he just like goes, I'm going to do it. And he just springs off and everyone goes, Whoa. And I went, I, that was the one time I was watching where I was like this. And then I went, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like I was and so excited. People don't realize this watching it. because like everyone wants to see the table break. It hurts more when it doesn't break. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Cause it's not giving way. Yeah. So your body gives way instead of the table. <laughs> yeah. But that was really cool. I'm rewatching it now talking about it because it was a cool moment yeah. just because it was so fast. He kicks him away. And you know what's funny? Rewatching it, I go, oh, now I can clearly see the setup where he kicked him because I'm rewatching it. I can yeah. see where he kicks him to the table and is like, you stay there. I'm going to get you. But in the moment, I was not expecting it because they, <laughs> they acted it really well. Like they they just kind of they're, they're focusing on Shawn Michaels and you don't even see Kurt Angle. And then all of a sudden, Shawn Michaels is like, boom knocks them both off the table and they both lay there like and everyone's flipping out so anyway that's my story at the very end i was like watching i was like i was like what's gonna happen i really didn't know because that's the great thing even if something's planned the audience doesn't know what's gonna happen you can have a theory like oh i i'm pretty sure that they want i'm assuming this is right right like you're like you could be like based on how this is going and how the maybe the season's going or something, I'm pretty sure they want the heel to win or something. Yeah. But you never know for sure, do you? Well, no, it's unless usually you can always tell if it's a title match. That's mm. like that's the, sometimes that's the most obvious of who's gonna win or not, but you always have that hope. Oh, I still hope he wins, but <laughs> you can always tell no, that's not gonna happen. This type of match was like all about like who's better. And usually that's that's kind of one of the better ones because it's gonna mm. be up in the air. I see why you gave it to me then, because I was really unsure at the end was going to happen. It's funny, right at the last second, right before the end, I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, I think Shawn Michaels has made his comeback. No one thought he could do it. He looked so tired. His back was hurting. He's making all these painful faces, but he's (laughs) going to do it. And then the split second before it ends, I go, no, wait, that would be too easy. I think Kurt Angle is going to take it. And then, boom, Kurt Angle uh, wins and he taps out because he has him in the the ankle, the ankle hold, lock. like a ankle lock again. Yeah. And he's and I love it. Kurt Angle's screaming like, ah! like I know he's, he, uh, he's even saying stuff like, "How do you like it now? I'm yeah. the best. I'm the you best know, in yeah. the world." I love the fact that like Shawn Michaels keeps getting up and he he like tries to kick him off, but yes. Kurt Angle's just hanging onto the ankle. I'm watching. That's actually another awesome shot which you just described as I'm rewatching it. <laughs> Where he's, yeah, he kicks him off and you go, oh, and then he almost like Kurt Angle just kind of appears, pops back up and he's still holding the leg and he's like, yeah. ha ha, I still got it. It's so good. Yeah. So so this is a great start to this podcast, dude. Both of us <laughs> started out being like, I'm not interested. And it's like, I wish I liked it, but I just don't. And then we both, for me, it was because it was a half, uh, you know, 36 minutes over the course of watching it. I started getting hooked on it. And for you, it was the song. Each song is only a couple minutes long, but after listening to it over and over, you start appreciating it. I'm so glad that's, we could have shown each other a lot of stuff and I bet it wouldn't have gone that way. Yeah. Like a lot of good <laughs> stuff that we both liked, we could have shown each other it and we would have been like, didn't get into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's really cool. And I have, I'm very, I hope you feel the same. I'm very excited about this podcast. Me too. Yeah. It's like, um, 
that's one of my favorite matches. And plus, I actually met Kurt Angle, mm. and I even told him that was my favorite match. And he was like, "Oh, thank you. That's that match was a lot of fun." I, you know what? You've told me many times that you've met Kurt Angle, but now I have a reason to care about it because <laughs> <laughs> I cared about like, oh, that's cool for you. Yeah. Like, like now I'm like. Oh, that would be cool to tell him it was my favorite match and yeah. for him to say thanks and stuff. Because because now I see why you like him. Because mm-hmm. I really didn't before. Because to me, he was just like a big bald headed guy who just did kind of boring moves. But now I see his personality and I see his giant like hubris where he's just like, I'm the best, and I don't. I get fueled by the haters yeah. yelling at me, and I he's, actually um... like that character. Yeah, he's the Energizer Bunny. He 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 just keeps going and going and going. Yeah, yeah. And another thing was, um, his very first match, uh, ever in WWE was I forget who he faced. Like I think his name was Sean Spaziak. He doesn't wrestle anymore, and he was super green. He and uh, he came out wrestling. People like were bored. They did not even care. And midway through the match, the referee told him, "Hey, just cut a bad guy promo." And he did. He like um he went out of the ring and he, he Kurt Angle took the mic. He's like, I am Olympic gold medalist. You should be cheering me because he came out supposed to be like the hero guys. Like yeah, we fought for our country and uh, and won a gold medal. And then he did that promo saying, I did this. You should be cheering me. How dare you? And it's like he became a bad guy, and then everybody loved it because of that. Okay. I am going to have to wrap this up because it's late and I have to yeah, work sorry. in the morning and so do you. But I have the perfect way to wrap up our first episode. The the perfect combination that I bet we've both seen that is a combination <laughs> and an intersection of uh, ska and rock. So a band that has elements of ska and rock and a pro wrestler. Sammy Any Zane. guess what it is? Sami Zayn. Hmm? Sami Zayn. Not what I was thinking of because uh, I don't know who that is. He's a wrestler and he's pretty much ska. Okay, here's what I was thinking of. The song Alexa Bliss by Bowling for Soup. Oh. Because uh, uh, <laughs> it has a pro wrestler in the video. And it's uh, about being in love with Alexa Bliss. Uh, I'll send you a video of Sami Zayn's entrance when you'll nice. see when I get it. Oh, oh does he have it. like a Scott intro? Oh, he definitely has a Scott entrance. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I can't wait. But that <laughs> was my that was my mic drop moment was as uh, the Bowling Pursuit video. But uh, <laughs> also, Sami Zayn sounds like he's more of the combo. So uh, I actually really enjoyed that music video because it looked like Alexa Bliss was having a lot of fun just playing a version of herself. But yeah, very silly. Um, fun song. All right. We're going to wrap it. This was great. Uh, so let we'll have to talk about it more during the week. But I think it would be fun to keep exploring. Like maybe we do alternate. Maybe, maybe next week we both check out something that neither of us have ever experienced. And we can p- toss around ideas. And maybe the week after that, maybe... Um, like it would be fun to maybe actually alternate. We'll have to talk about it more, but what if yeah. we alternated and like one week we each bring each other stuff. The next week we both check out something that we've, that we've both, or one of us has like always wanted to do. And then the third week 
we go completely blind to something we have no connection to. Yeah. There's like, a lot um, of fun things we could do. Yeah, we can talk about it later, but I have an idea of something uh, you could watch that I'm a fan of that I know you've never seen. Nice. And I have another idea for you too. So <laughs> I'll catch you later, man. I got to go for tonight. But this was great. I look forward to more of this podcast, and I think it's going to be really cool because we're going to get exposed to a lot of awesome stuff. Have a good night, dude. I'll catch you later. Thank you for listening to TBA. If you have a new experience you'd like us to try, you can send us an email at tryingbasicallyanything at gmail.com or tweet us at TBA Suggestions. 